and he never will. That's the beauty. We don't just have experience of others from the past, but we can have current experience in that of how wonderful he is even in difficult times. And we praise him in the difficult times, not because of the difficult times. That wouldn't make a lot of sense. But we praise him because he is still God even when things are tough. And for that, he's worthy of our praise. To be able to say with confidence that he's got you in his hands. I don't know if it's ever come up in discussion in your home. But every once in a while in, at our homes or when we're gathered like this, we might see somebody and say that they remind us of. Usually it's somebody in their family, someone older. Sometimes we see a child and we go, man, they just remind me so much of their dad or their mom or their grandpa or their grandma. And one of the ways, surprisingly, that we see that is in how they walk. Did you know you have a unique style of walking? Some of you are looking to the person beside you and going, do I really? Seriously. I mean, we all do. I mean, the length of our stride, whether we favor one side or the other. Jody showed me a video. I think I shared this recently, but it's worth repeating, or at least it is in my mind, so you're going to hear it again. A video of me walking before I had the hip surgery. And I was like, no way. Was that, did I really look that bad? <laughs> Us walking before. I mean, we have our uniqueness about us. And you can see sometimes a young child by a parent or a grandparent, and especially if they're walking a little behind them, you see them kind of trying to walk just like the grandparent or the parent. And we think it's amusing, and it is. But what if we walked like Jesus? Oh, not his stride. Don't even know what it was. But the manner in which he walked. What if our walk resembled him? What if when people saw us, they went, he or she reminds me of Jesus. Just look at them. How they live. What they say. What they do. How they treat other people. So this morning, my question for you is, how are you walking today? Oh, not whether you're limping or not. Not whether you're walking with a spring in your step or a pain in your foot. But how are you walking when it comes to your faith, when it comes to who Jesus is in your life? This morning, if you have your Bibles or Bible on your devices or there's one under the chairs, I'm going to be reading just a few verses from Colossians. That's in the New Testament near the back. A little section of Scripture, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. If you're not sure how to remember that, I mean, General Electric Power Company, if you're old enough to remember that. Gentiles eat pork chops. I, that one always helps me. 
My wife hates when I share that one, so I'll have to ask forgiveness. But the book of Colossians was written to a, a group of believers, to a church in a town called Colossae. It's, it's, not a, it's not a trick on why it was called Colossians. It was written to a group of people known as the Colossians. If it was being written to um, America, it would, have been, it would be called, you know, Americans. But this book, I, I, you know, as I've shared, I always try to read through the Bible every year and Sometimes I finish early and um, looking for something rather than just starting over right away. And so this year when I finished early, I, I just, a couple of the months, I just took a book and read through that book every day that month. And Colossians was one of those that I did. And I kind of fell in love with Colossians in a whole new way. I shared a little bit of this with the men's uh, breakfast on Saturday mornings, which by the way, you missed a really good time yesterday if you weren't a part of that. It happens again in two weeks. So plan to be there. Men only. And we make no apologies because the ladies are even having their own Bible studies so we can have our own breakfast. Okay? What happens in the prayer... Bre no, it's not... But Colossians, this section, and one of the things I try to do most years is to pray ahead of time and as a new year begins to kind of find my verse or passage for that year. I'm hoping to read through all of it, but I want to have just what's my foundation for this year? What's the Lord focusing in? And it's been so interesting to go through that and have uh, different years and to see what God has directed me to. And this year it's out of Colossians in this first chapter. We're going to read part of this in this uh, for the message today. And I just challenge you and encourage you to find a, a verse or a passage that becomes yours for this year. It might be a challenge. It might be a reminder, whatever it might be that you just kind of take and you're going to reflect on that most days. Uh, if you do, I would love to hear it. Write it on one of the cards. Email it to me. We did this with our family when they were the majority were all together at Christmas and just asked what verse it was fun and Jody wrote them down so we're going to be praying for our kids and grandkids in their verses that they've kind of taken for the year but in Colossians chapter 1 beginning of verse 9 it says and so from the day we heard we have not ceased to pray for you Asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Fully pleasing to him. Bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Being strengthened with all power. According to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. That's my focus. 
Now, don't misunderstand. I want you to make sure you understand this. The goal is to walk in a worthy manner. It's not about earning your salvation. It's not about trying to make yourself worthy. Because you can't earn it and you can't make yourself worthy. Not on your own. This is about living and walking in a way that honors Christ and draws others to him. To walk in a way, to live in a way that people go, you remind me of someone. Man, I want it to be that they say, you remind me of Christ. To walk in a manner worthy of that consideration. Now, some of you are battling just feeling worthless. And so you're, you're dismissing this message immediately because you're going, I can't walk in. I mean, if the word worthy is in there, I can't do this. You and I are not worthy on our own. But because God sent his son who died for us, who shed his blood to cover your sin and mine. We have been made worthy through the shedding of his blood, through the empty grave. So when you have that little nagging, or maybe it's big nagging, that just keeps saying to you over and over, not worthy, not worthy, you can rest assured you are worthy through his blood. You are literally called, if you've accepted Jesus, you are called his child. My challenge is that we then walk worthy of that calling. Not perfect. We're not going to get there. But worthy. Like Christ. Not like us, like Christ in all that we do and say. Which probably begs the question, how? I mean, it's one thing for somebody to say, you should do this. It's another thing if they can say, okay, here's how. I've had a lot of things people have told me I should do. Well, millions of things people have told me I should do. Some when they're happy with me and some when they're not. Some have been worthy of consideration and some have not. But the question always comes then, okay, how? And as we take a look at this, it's kind of a daunting thing to consider walking worthy of Christ. To walk in a manner that others think... <laughs> We're walking like him. But there's a few simple things for us to understand on how to walk worthy. Number one, pray often. Verse 9 that we read. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you. To pray often. I've told you many times, I keep a prayer list on my phone and it keeps growing. 
and I'm really clever. It's listed on my phone under prayer list. And as I come across things in individuals' lives, I'm praying for that. All my family's on there. Many of them, there's a little thing beside their name as to what the current specific issue is I'm praying for in their life. Sometimes I'm just listing names on there. Sometimes it's about a situation. But we need to be praying often. We need to pray for ourselves and our own relationship with Christ. We also need to pray for others. One of the most powerful things you can ever tell anyone is that you are praying for them and actually pray. If we prayed as much as we said we prayed, we'd change the world. So why don't we? Just pray. Pray often. You don't have to get down in a specific position unless you feel the need to do that. The beautiful thing about prayer, it's a conversation with our Heavenly Father who loves us, who wants to hear from us, who's straining to hear from us. So right where we are, wherever we are, whenever we are, we can pray in any way. Sometimes it's a shout. Sometimes it's a whimper. Sometimes it's a groan. Sometimes it's through tears. Sometimes it's through laughter. Sometimes we have no words. Pray. If you want to walk in a manner worthy of him, make sure you pray and that you pray often for your own needs, but also your relationship with Christ. Pray for others to come to know him. I got really convicted a few years ago in praying and some of it, you know, kind of complaining to the Lord about not seeing as many people come to faith in Christ. And he's going, are you actually praying for that by name? That they come to know Jesus as their Savior. I was like, not that often really. I'm praying for the lack of it instead of praying for it. Pray often. Pray for the needs of others when you hear of it. One of the tough things too, I think the reason we don't pray enough is that we often say we're going to pray instead of just pray. Somebody shares a need and we say, I'll pray for you. That's great. You could probably start right there. Just say a quick prayer. Most people are appreciative if you pray for them. And if they're not, then just walk out of their hearing and go ahead and pray anyway. You know, the old joke that they'll never outlaw prayer in school as long as there are tests. There's going to be a lot of prayers going up. And no one can ever outlaw it because it's a conversation with God and we can have that anytime, anywhere. And as you pray, seek God, seek his will for your life, and seek his wisdom to walk worthy. To walk in a manner that others would see him in us. We could save ourselves a lot of pain and effort if we would start our prayers making sure we're praying in God's will. Instead of just praying for what we want. 
And as we pray, asking, Lord, is this your will? Pray often. Secondly, live with power. I love this. In verse 11, where it says, Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. I don't know about you, but I rarely think of joy and patience in the same thought. This idea of living with power. The strength of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. We can live in this power. And I am convinced and convicted of the fact that we too often live outside of his power. And we are content to have a puny faith instead of a powerful faith that he's designed for us. We were made for and called to do so much more. One of the things that started in our Monday night prayer times, a phrase that I have written in my prayer journal, Lord, I want more wow. In other words, more power. More things where I go, wow, that was the God thing. No other explanation. We read about it in scripture. We hear about it from some of the old timers. And be careful I use that phrase because I'm in that category to some of you. Shame on you. But you know what I've discovered in reading scripture and studying it? God hasn't changed. It's the same God. Who opened the Red Sea. It's the same God who knocked the walls of Jericho down. It's the same God who healed people. Same God who still saves people. Which is the most miraculous of all. Same God. Same power. So it must be something on our end. On why there's not more wow. We need to live in this power. If you live in the power of the Holy Spirit, not just your own power, if you live in His power, you will have endurance. You will gain patience and joy. Now, as you've probably heard many times, praying for patience is a dangerous prayer. Because the only way to find out if you're patient is to be in an impatient situation. Just like the only way to find out if you have the power is to be in a situation that requires power. Just like praying for a miracle. We would like to see miracles. We just don't want to be in a situation to need one. But that's the only time a miracle shows up. If you're not in a situation that needs a miracle, why should a miracle show up? to be praying in this power, praying for the endurance that comes, as verse 11 said of Colossians 1, being strengthened with all power, that's his power, according to his glorious might for all endurance, to make it through the day and the week and the next one. To be praying, Lord, Give me the strength I need for this day. 
don't know about you, but I catch myself praying for strength for the week. I really just need it for this day. I don't know if tomorrow's coming or not. No need to waste time praying for that. I pray for that tomorrow. For this day. Lord, give me your understanding, your will, your patience, your power, your endurance for this day. And then imagine if you prayed that way and you were trying to walk that way. Imagine having long-lasting patience and joy. And then thirdly, if you're going to walk in a manner worthy, be thankful. Be a person of thanks. Verse 12 that we already read says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you or made you worthy to share in the inheritance of the saints. Giving thanks. Being thankful. Have you ever noticed that at Thanksgiving we talk a lot about being thankful? So maybe we ought to have a Thanksgiving holiday every week. Maybe we'd start being a little more thankful. But to be thankful. Thankful for who he is and what he's done. Thankful for his grace and his love, his forgiveness, his mercy, his power. Thankful for those who are around us being thankful, you've got to recognize who to thank. God first. He deserves it all. Then thanking others who have led you or are leading you. Thanking others who encourage you or have encouraged you. Thanking others who inspire you. Thanking others who pray for you. Thanking others who are there for you. I don't always say it, but I always think it at every funeral service for somebody that I knew was a prayer, person of prayer. My question is, so who's going to pick up those prayers now? Janet was one of those people. So who's going to pick it up? I remember vividly and my mom's service just kind of hitting me and going, oh no, my mom prayed for me a lot because I needed a lot. So who's picking up those prayers? To be thankful for those who pray for you. To be thankful for those who are there for you. One of the greatest ministries we can do is a ministry of presence. Being present for someone. Physically, on a phone, a message, letting them know, I'm not just thinking of you, but I am thinking and praying and I'm here. See, we should be thankful because of him. We're qualified, worthy, to live a life of thanks. Now we could list a whole bunch more how. But I think the next question is. So if I do this then what? What's the result? 
of living this way? What's the result of doing the how to walk in a manner worthy? Well, here's a couple that come out of verse 13. Verse 13 says, He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son. And verse 14 adds, In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. The result will be first deliverance. Deliverance personally through salvation. But let me ask this question. What would it look like for you to live a delivered life? What if you were delivered from whatever your greatest struggle currently is? We often think of deliverance for somebody who's got a great addiction. What if it was deliverance from being negative? Or deliverance from being ungrateful? Or deliverance from being quiet about Christ when we could speak up? What is your greatest struggle spiritually? How different would your life be if you were delivered from whatever that struggle is? You see, God is able, no matter what it is. The big stuff and the little stuff, and by the way, sometimes our greatest struggles are the little things. Ever stepped on a Lego piece? Ever tried to maneuver in the dark during the night so as not to wake up someone else in the family and stubbed your toe? <laughs> Some of you just pointed at somebody. Sometimes it's the little stuff, but God is able to deliver us from the little stuff and the big stuff and everything in between. We can ask for that deliverance. We can pray for that. We can be thankful for that. We can live in the power of it. What would it look like if you were delivered from your greatest struggle? And one of the things I can say with great confidence this morning is he is able to do that. Whatever your struggle is, no matter how long you've been struggling with it or how recent it is, God is able to deliver you. And some of you need to begin to grab a hold of that and believe that for yourself. And some of us need to grab it and grab somebody else and believe it for them. And let them know deliverance is possible for you. To live a life worthy could result in great deliverance. It will also always result in enjoying an eternal reward. That's why a celebration of life or a funeral service for someone who loved Jesus and lived for him can actually be a celebration because they've received an incredible reward. Now, here's the even better news. We can enjoy a whole bunch of it while we're still here. I see an awful lot of people who are just hanging on to get to the other side. I'm like, well, there's a lot of great stuff here. Enjoy it. 
And it's even better there. I can't imagine that. But I'm looking forward to it. And as my 98 and a half year old aunt told my cousin recently, who was concerned because she was having some physical stuff. And she was saying, oh, you know, I, I'm not ready for you to go. And my aunt said, oh, don't worry. I'm ready. I hope it's not today, but I'm ready. I went, I think that's going to be my new philosophy. <laughs> I hope it's not today, Lord, but I'm ready if it is. We get to enjoy an eternal reward if we live this way. And last, the result will be redemption and forgiveness. Redeemed and forgiven of our sin. Redeemed how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Forgiven. And because of that, we can forgive as well. So let me ask you, how you walking today? Can others tell who you belong to by watching your walk? That's my prayer. I'm praying it for me. I'm praying it for you. We can walk in a manner worthy of him. Not because we're worthy, but because he is and he's called us. And therefore, he's made you worthy. Jesus, thank you for the call of your word. Thank you for the example of those who've gone before us. Thank you that you are with us. Thank you that you have provided the power we need not just for this that we're in now, but whatever we're facing, whatever is coming next. And Lord, thank you that you provide deliverance. May some people listening and tuning in and some here grab a hold of that truth for themselves. May some of us grab that truth for somebody else who isn't yet ready to believe that. Lord, I'm praying for a lot of wow. A lot of those God things that we just say, only God. Sometimes it's a rescue. Sometimes it's a big thing. Sometimes it's a little thing. But Lord, I'm praying that and may we walk in a manner worthy of who you are. So that others can see you. By watching us. May we grab and grasp this truth. And may as we go from here today. We look to walk like you. In Jesus name. I plead for this. Amen.